right, everyone. How you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast International Series, and I have my first guest from uh, Argentina. Um, how are you, man? Hi. How are you? I'm very good. I'm really, really happy to be here in the Dodgeball Podcast, and I'm sorry for all the people for all the world for my bad English, but <laughs> I speak Spanish, and I will try to do my best. <laughs> we'll definitely make it make it work. Uh, that's not a problem. Um, but yeah, I uh, just want to share a little bit about Nico, uh, with his name, uh, Nico. Uh, he coaches the men and women's cloth and foam team. So he wears a lot of hats, manages a lot of players, and is essentially leading the future of dodgeball in Argentina. And we'll get into all that for sure, but I want to get into um, some preliminaries with him. So, um, Nico, uh, when did you start playing uh, dodgeball? When did it like come into your life? I started to play in 2016, finished 2016, and begins 2017. Start to play uh, here in, in Argentina. We start to play in a park near from a house that we call Chacabuco Park. And I start to play like a player. And in 2018, I started to play and, and coach. And in 2019, I only was coach. And okay, right now, here. Um, the park that you play, is that the one we often see in, uh, like, uh, Instagram and, like, some of those clips you release? Yeah, in Instagram, we, I think that we have some some pictures in, in the park, well, in the, the first pictures in, in the Instagram on Facebook from Dodgeball Argentina or Dodgeball Buenos Aires. We have the few uh, pictures in the park are in the Chacabuco Park, yes. We, we play in... Uh, Behind a bridge, and but in the park, the the, the Chacabuco Park is, is really really big, so they have a lot of parts to play. But we 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 chose that part because uh, if raining we can play, yeah. so that's why we chose that for the park. Okay, um, so you say you started playing around 2016 and 2017. Um, yes. What was it about dodgeball that like? made that great first impression, especially in Argentina where you have like football, handball. Um, I think you guys play bocce as well. Like what was it about dodgeball that made you want to come back and, and grow with it? Because here, here in our country, uh, we play in the school, uh, the game, because it's a game because uh, the, the difference from the sport and the game is that the sport have a roots for all the world, you know? So dodgeball is have dodgeball you play in USA and we play Argentina with the same rules, but we played the, 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 the a game in the school in, in physical education, the class that we call quemado in Spanish. That is like, like a burning man, you know, or burning woman, like when the ball touch you you burn you know so that is the, the the name for the for the for the game and the, the kids love it so all the people from my country play that game in physical education teacher so in physical education class so my parents play that game quemado so people playing this game like i don't know 16 17 years old so when I say I'm playing quemado in Argentina, not dodgeball, the people say, oh, you are playing quemado. And I say, yes, they call it not dodgeball. And that, that is why I think that dodgeball here have a lot of potential because all the people knows the game with a similar difference because we play in the school with one ball. And if you touch the, if the ball touch you you have you go to the other side for the for the field and you can shoot you never stop to play in in, in Argentina. but uh, the game is similar the base so i think that that is why dodgeball have a lot of uh, potential here and that is why for me it was really easy to start to play the game and the sport and i think that that is the uh, that is why I think we can be this more and more and more biggest because the people love that game. Um, the kids love that game. And 
we all the people when when you start to speak uh, the people like my age or more older say uh, or start to remember when they was in the school and they will play in the in the physical education class and they start to 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 told you a lot of stories so that is great and i think that um, this is our best uh, army <laughs> army yes or weapon weapon that's our best weapon to to start to to uh, biggest more than this sport here in Argentina. So safe to assume um, dodgeball is very ingrained. It's a part of the culture differently, but it's a part. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. In, all, in all the states in my country, all the people play the, the other game with, with different rules. Uh, you know, and I don't know, in, in Cordoba, they play with different rules than in Buenos Aires. But the, the game, the, the base of the game, is the same. So, okay. yes, it's part of the culture. <laughs> it's part of the culture. Um, well, I, I didn't realize it was as ingrained as it, as, as it was. Um, because, at least for the most part, uh, from what I know, like it's been played essentially now all over the world. In, in schools, rules are different. Uh, depending on where you are, ball types are different. But you pretty much have a uh, a similar way of playing, kind of like um, how they played, I guess, in Japan, where even if you're hit, you can still throw back in um, to affect the game. Uh, so how, how did you come across um, WDBF? Like, where did that like idea come from to be a part of that? Because as far as I know, your first tournament was what? 2018 Los Angeles yes 2018 Los Angeles yes we we are playing in that uh, in, the, in that park in 2017 and we created uh, the Dodge work here starting 2015 2014 and we we create a like a, a president we get an organization so we, in 2017, uh, we want to play in Canada, but we don't have the money to go to Canada. Mm. But we start to uh, we start to, to play in the World Championships in that year. But we cannot uh, we cannot go to 2017 for the money, and we. We work a lot to go to 2018 in Los Angeles, but here it's really difficult. Really difficult because Argentina all the time have a economic crisis. All the time we have a lot of problem with uh, with our money, and it's really really difficult. But we love the game, and we are uh, really like uh, all, all all the people that go in 2018, and the people that can't go have the same dream that uh, go to the championship and uh, and put that shirt. It's like a dream and see your flag in, in, in a stadium. So that is our dream. That is why we start to speak with WBW with the World Dodger Championship, <laughs> the World Dodger Federation. Uh, yeah. That we start the World Dodge Federation and we start to participate in 2018. Uh, yeah, because um, I remember seeing you guys in Los Angeles. That was your first time. Um, how is that experience like? So you work a whole year to get there. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of economic issues in Argentina that you alluded to that some people may or may not know of. Um, but once you got to Hollywood, once you got to Los Angeles, how is that experience? Like, how was it for everyone involved? Oh, it was really, really incredible because and it was like a really, really open mind because we, we really don't know anything. So we know that we have three chances for in the World Championships in Hollywood, in, in, the, in the World of Federation, that first, that we can win Second, we can lose, but in the middle of the table, for example. And the third, we can lose like 
like we lose. <laughs> like we really lose. We had a lot of a lot of matches in our first championship, but we really don't know nothing because we we never uh, play before with another country in, in that sport. So for us, it was really, really all new. And uh, when when we start the first match against Hong Kong, we we saw that. Uh, that the difference, uh, the difference for the for the cant for the other countries and for us, and the difference for how you play that sport and that we play the, the game from Quemado in Argentina. So uh, we try we start to change like all our culture from Quemado to put in in dodgeball in the World Championship, and it was too difficult. But it was beautiful. Really, it was beautiful because it was a, a really, really a dream. And meet the people from the other countries, the boys and girls, was really amazing. And like the Dolce family was, was really beautiful. And that is why we want to play in club too, because uh, we want to we want to connect all the people with the with this sport. And I think that the Dolce can do a really a really like a unification like a really family with 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 the ball and with the sport and with the game so yes the 2018 was really, really incredible really amazing and uh, we only was seven boys uh, we only have one change and was really really tough to like you know, it was four matches in one day, four matches in second day, and one match more in the other day. It was like really the, the first day when I when we finish, when I was to to the bed to sleep, when I wake up the other day, uh, I'm a physical education teacher, so I know about the muscles, but start to hurt to to yes to hurt me a lot of muscles that I never. Uh, no, that assist, you know, like, like what, what, what is this? What is this? All, all, all my body was like, oh, I want to die, <laughs> and go for another four matches. Now I was like, no, no, it was 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 really bad in the, in that, but it was beautiful. The experiences was, it was amazing. It was beautiful, and and it's. It's, it's one of the part that love like uh, yes like like why you love the the game and the sport and that is why I am here from five years as and stay work from the Dutch in Argentina and stay work for the Dutch in South America and uh, that is why that that championship uh, changed all in that country and changed all in South America because. Never a country for South America uh, compete in a world championship in formal club in nothing. So it was the first country with a more difficult economic crisis. <laughs> I was the first. It was the first to 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 play a, a world championship, uh, and it was amazing. Too. So, <laughs> as a physical education teacher, obviously you you would know at least looking back on it now. Um, to prepare for an endurance because worlds is even though it's like what four or five days it's an endurance you're fighting from start to finish um it's not for the weak of heart uh or the or people who are physically weak um but you have fun and you're you and that team and everyone who went are pretty much the trailblazers of argentina and south america as a whole um and you had a great experience. I know people loved having you there. I know when I saw that jersey on on the TV, uh, instantly. I mean, it just brought back a lot of football memories. So clearly, that 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 struck at me. Um, <laughs> definitely, a lot of Argentina football players I, I looked up to for a long time. Uh, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys were the first South American team. I'm kind of going in circles a little bit, but. Uh, you mentioned something about an American, like th this is something he, you mentioned to me off camera. And I was thinking you wanted to talk about it. So you're the first team out of South America to play at Worlds. 
pretty much who else is there? Colombia, uh, Chile. We have Peru. Um, Peru. Costa Rica is in the middle of the South of the America, you know, like North America, South America, and the middle. It's like of right. It's like right there with Mexico. Um, you mentioned something a, a long time ago, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to share that idea um, about an America's Cup. Yes, we want to do an American's Cup in 2023. And yes, that is a dream that start to, to compete and play uh, in our continent. And yes, in our continent, in our, yes, in that part of, uh, of the world. Uh, Yes, we want to to play in 2023 here in in Buenos Aires with uh, without all the countries. Um, yes, it's a dream, and we really know and we really yeah, we really believe that we can do that. So when you mentioned that to me, it took me a while to think about it um, that this would be like a South America Cup kind of thing. Uh, it kind of reminded me of um, maybe some football fans would know the Copa Libertadores. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's it's kind of like the UEFA Champions League, but for South American teams. Um, it's considered the second most competitive club tournament in all of football, again, behind the Champions League. And if you ever watch any of these tournaments, it's the, the talent level is off the, off the chain. And I believe Argentina, Tina has the most club wins in that in that tournament. Um, yes, soccer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it, just to kind of give you an idea, he's trying to he's trying to pull that off on a dodgeball scale. Obviously, starting small, but hopefully, it'll grow into that beautiful tournament that we all know of now. Yeah, <laughs> and we can dream that maybe we can do with all the America. Like the we have only in soccer, we have only a, a one cup. In 2016, I, I think, uh, from soccer, that play all the America, the American Cup. We play USA, play Canada, play IT, play we, like, like the Congo Cup and the South America, all, all, all play together. So maybe in the future we can do something like that, because I think that that, that this this sport can you unify that unir that they can do like. Uh, create bridges from, from all the people, from all the countries, from all the world. So I think that maybe we can do something like that too. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you want to expand it beyond South America? It's a dream. It's a dream. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to start small. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I think people would love that. If, if, if there's a way to pull that off, um, go for it. I, I would not find any reason why that can't happen. Uh, maybe more so down in the future versus now, uh, but at least in twenty third or twenty twenty three, you, you want to pull off the Copa America in South America. Where is it going to be? Where Where is it going to be? The Copa America in Buenos Aires. Okay, so it'll be right near backyard. Yes, yes, <laughs> backyard. Yes, yes. Here uh, we have to. We don't work. It, uh, we had to work uh, when and where, uh, like like stadiums and something like that. But yes, it's, it's here in Buenos Aires. Yeah. It's um, not in the park. It's not in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. No, that no. It will not be in the park, the American Cup. <laughs> so this will be indoors in a gym? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry, the people from the world. That, but we can do. We can do uh Ah, that is a good idea. Maybe no, 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 no. One on one, one on one in the park. To to all the people can see us play a tournament one on one in the park. That would be a very good idea. So, now that you think about it, or now that it came to me, um, I'm going to give you like a little history lesson. In 2015, we had Worlds in Las Vegas, and. It was the first time the United States won the gold medal. But before any of that even happened, um, there was like a, like a series of exhibitions, like friendly matches inside a mall so everyone can see. Um, maybe you can do that where like you'll have your, your, your main tournament 
let's say if it happens on a Saturday, um, your main tournament will happen in the gym on Saturday, but in Thursday or Wednesday to give your players some time to rest, um, have like a little exhibition in that park so that everyone can see and let them know, hey, if you really want to see this, the main tournament's happening in this gym over here, and then just work that way and get more people to watch, get more fans. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. But it would really, for example, for me, something like that that, that you told was in, in the Chakabuk Park, uh, they played in, in, in past a, a cup, an American Cup, but from a street soccer, from an organization from street soccer. And it was really, really, really good. And a lot of people uh, watched that that American Cup. And uh, we a lot of people connect with that organization. So I, I don't I, I don't uh, say that we had to do the American Cup in the park. But we <laughs> can, we can, uh, if some people uh, come from our countries to Argentina, we can maybe do a one-on-one -on -one or two or two in American and in, in, you know, like a, a, a small tournament in the park. And we think that we can have more people than watch and start to play the game too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just something to kind of like get people to watch in the gym. Because if you want to put a tournament together like that, um, the idea is especially to help grow the sport and the awareness not just in one country, but for everyone involved. Um, just get people to come to the gym, you know what I mean? But if you want to throw a little, like, one-on-one -on -one or 2v2 or 3v3, um, put that at the park to kind of lure people in, you know, get some press out there. <laughs> what? Um, the, last, the last word, what? Oh, get some press, like uh, media, like uh, news. Um, just get some reporters maybe out there. Because they'll definitely watch for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we have like the the meters to to do that, but yeah, it will be maybe. Yeah, I don't know. This country is crazy, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> it can happen. I mean, yeah, I know it can here... happen. Like it can not happen. So <laughs> that is why this country is is beautiful. It's a beautiful country. So if somebody people can visit my country, uh, we have the open doors and we can play Dodger with us, but uh, yeah, it's a little crazy. <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, WDBF uh, has like a media relations person or someone that can help with that because uh, it'll definitely help. It'll definitely help you guys grow for sure. I have Thank no you. doubt it can. <laughs> um, so so we, we, we passed Hollywood, we passed 2018. Now we're going into 2020, or, or sorry, 2019. Um, you guys go to Cancun. And yes. how was that experience like for you guys? That was uh, really, really better than 2018 because uh, the, we, we know what worse means and what the other countries uh, can do in this sport. So we know that in one year we can do a, a really, really, uh, uh, we can win against some countries, but we can short the difference that we have against that, against them. So we work a really, really a lot, like we training with the girls was more, a little more because we start to play with, I only have, when I start in March to 2019, I only have one woman that play uh, two years in, in dodgeball, like 2017 to 2019. That was the captain, uh, Anilia Shalene, that she really, really plays really, really good. Uh, really, really play really good. And the other guys start to play March. So I have six girls that start to play March to November. I don't know, six months, seven months. I don't know the difference to March to November. Six, seven, six, no, three, eight months. Eight so months, I only, have, I only have eight months to uh, 
to work with a one team to go to wars in, in women's. So that was really, really tough. Um, we started to training four times a week, three hours. To see, uh, see Saturdays, Sundays, and Tuesdays. So four days to the week, three hours. So it was a lot of training. But the girls really, really play really, really good because the other six girls, one was from Cordoba for the other state, and the other five girls from Argentina in 2019 lives in Cancun in Mexico. So we go to, to Mexico and we met the girls five days before the wars. So we we work with, with the other girls with Zoom and with the, with the virtual uh, trainings, but uh, it was really, really difficult, but it was beautiful because the girls from Argentina, if you can watch the games, we play really, really good um, with our limitation because uh, the problem we have right now is that we don't have like strong arms, you know, like only in the women's or the men's, we have only a few strong arms, but the other girls, they don't have strong arms to, to shoot and put out uh, so we have to play more with a, more like a team and we have to uh, take more risks because we maybe we threw a lot of time two balls or three balls and we play to dodge the other balls and uh, the other team shoot us. But we we believe or we, yeah, we believe and we put our our Yes, we put our own faith in to put out with two or three balls because it was our only chance because we don't have a strong arms. So it was really, really difficult, um, but it was really, really beautiful. Um, we played the first match against Mexico. Um, I have a, a few mistakes like coach. And yes, yeah, the truth. And I think that maybe that is why we lose that match. And the, the other team play really, really good. Um, we lose the other matches, but we play good against all the teams. Um, we won against Italy and it was a really, really tough match. The, the women from Italy plays really, really, really good. But uh, we, we can won that game and it was it was really really good and uh, for the guests that was really, really nice the men's uh, we won against the Norwegian team and we was really really close against Italy and against Mexico so that is the difference that we we want to to show in 2019 against 2018 so it really, really was was a, a a good world championship. A really good was ah my English. It really, really was mm -hmm. a good world. But um, but yeah, for my experience, it was really, really tough. But it was really, really beautiful. Uh, and a lot of people say me that in the in the girls. Um, they told me that okay, that your, your girls play really, really good because. The first match that we played against Mexico, all the people thought that we we can now play like Argentina. It will be like Argentina in 2018, like against Hong Kong or like a lot of countries that played the first match in the wars that, you know, is when your country new played the first match in the wars. A lot of time is like a... You have a lot, a lot of very big difference with a, a team that you played the first match. But Argentina plays really, really good, and we can won against Mexico. But some, uh, some something, some yeah, algunas cosas like yeah, some some mistakes and some I don't know how how can I say yeah, some mis Just mistakes, mistakes and adjustments. Yes, choice that we 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 take uh, worse or bad. We have uh, yes, and we we lose. 
But maybe if we uh, have, if we play against Mexico in the last of the wars, maybe we have more, I think that we will have more chances to win against them because uh, we learn a lot with the matches against the other, other countries, you know? But, yeah. but yes, the experience was, was really, really great. And, and yeah, that this was 2019. <laughs> we have 12 and 12. In 2018, we have seven boys. And 2019, we have 12 boys and 12 girls. So it was, was really, really good. So safe to assume um, it, it obviously the sport has grown, especially within the year of each other and your roster has gotten bigger. Um, I could only anticipate what maybe next year or the year after um, what Argentina would look like at worlds um, as far as numbers go, as far as t uh, level of competition, level of play um, you guys have been playing, I guess for, most of the pandemic from what I see. Uh, so it'll be a beautiful thing to see um, once we can get back to Worlds. Because uh, earlier today, before I even started recording, um, Dodgewall Europe announced that they're going to bring Euros back next year. So there is promise that uh, we can't get back to international play. Uh, I know here in the States, everyone's looking forward to November. Uh, so it's, it's going to be hopefully the end of this. And... Um, Hopefully you get to see our, how well Argentina can do this time after a long layover. Um, but, but I have bad news. I, I don't think that we can go to 2022 because in Canada, because we don't have... Right now, the, the crisis is, is really bad. <laughs> so, right well, now, I don't know. If who we said it's going to be in Canada? I don't know where, where it should be <laughs> the worst. Uh, nobody... <laughs> Nobody knows. That's what I was wondering. You mentioned Canada. No one mentioned Canada. No, no, I don't know. I don't know what is we twenty twenty two, but <laughs> uh, no, no, really, really, really. I say Canada because I don't know, but uh, maybe Canada, or maybe where whatever it be, it will be twenty twenty two. Um, we can go. Um, that is true because <laughs> we don't have money. Um, it's really, really difficult to go to do for us. So yeah, I think that we, yeah, we we cannot go to 2022 to wherever it's be. I think that you say Canada. That is why I say Canada. I don't know if we Canada, Mexico, USA, or Europe, or I don't know really. But right now, um, no, I. We we can go to go if the worst if it would be in Argentina we can play <laughs> <laughs> or Brazil or Chile or, or country <laughs> close to us yes we will be in the world but if no if another country we can go. Um, that's what I was going to ask. Is there a gym in uh, Argentina, whether Buenos Aires, Viroja, Cordoba? Is there a gym big enough to hold the same amount of people like like the one in Cancun, maybe? Is there a gym big enough for that out there? Uh, yes. Yes. We we are don't play in that gyms like like the Cancun. But yes, we have gyms like that. Uh, right now in the championship that we will play in October in La Rioja, the gym is, is something like, like the Cancun. They call the Domo, D U O M O, uh, from from Arjoja. Um, it's really really big, like really really big, like something like the Cancun, Mexico. Hmm. So we have gyms like that because we we are really good in basketball too. So we have gyms <laughs> like basketball and uh, really big like bas basketball gyms. So yes, we have like teams like Cancun, but right now we are not playing in that that teams. Yeah, I was about to say um, maybe you could start recruiting um, Luis Scola or Manu Ginobili <laughs> to help uh, to help uh, 
play for you guys or even sponsor the tournament because that would definitely bring a lot of attention. Uh, for anyone, who, and I'm, I'm pretty sure people who know these players, Manu Ginobili played for the Spurs, I want to say 16 years. And Luis Scola played pretty much all over the world, uh, but mostly known for um, playing for Argentina. He played for the Houston Rockets, might have played for Denver. Um, but yeah, there's two prominent Argentinas that or Argentinians that uh, played uh, basketball in the NBA. And um, yeah, I was just, I was going to ask, like, have you tried recruiting um, not just big players, but just like handball players or anything like that to come over to help with the arm arm issue? What again? Oh, have you tried recruiting players from um, other sports like handball? Yes, or- handball players. Yes, yes. We we are we are trying to do that. Yes. Uh, right now we have a. Um, in the American Cup from football, we have in the in the halftime, we have a propaganda. I don't know the the word in English. The, we have a, when when you the commercials when you when you watch the the movie and when you watch the the game and go to the halftime and you watch a lot of uh, a lot of things for another uh, companies or another things. Commercials and we have one that was Didi and a lot of people uh, with that commercial uh, ask for us for the sport. Oh, what is door for? And we start to uh, have more more players for from that commercial, and we uh, start to uh, looking and. Um, Como coach, como yes, take the other player for other sports like handball because I told you that we don't have strong arms. We have here the very very good strong arms with softball because Argentina softball, the national Argentina softball team in men's is the last world championship. It's love, uh, yes, it's love. The, they won the lot the the last world championship from softball. But they play in the interior state and they play softball. They don't play dodgeball. So we have a strong arms that, but it's really difficult to take here in, in dodgeball. And the other strong arms that we have is handball. Handball have a lot of more players, but it's difficult to take from, from the handball and go here from dodgeball. But we are trying to do that. And we have more, a few more uh, handball players in dodgeball. And it's, it's different, you know, that the, the strong the strong arm is really different. And punteria is in Spanish. I don't know when, if you shoot and you miss, that is not good. The, the best is when you shoot and put out the other people. So a strong arm with that, uh, when, when, without the word that in Spanish is punteria, that with that you shoot and put out the, the guy or the woman. That is the uh, the best thing. So, uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of humble players with a very good punteria, but we we have a, a few, and it's good. The problem that have humble players is like um, when the humble players shoot to the to the goal, they don't shoot where is the goalkeeper. They shoot to another space, but in Dutchland is the opposite. You have to shoot to the to the goalkeeper, to the to the man, to the woman. But the humble player has the other thing in the in mind. So that is like a, a really difficult to, to change, but <laughs> it's not impossible. And uh, we think that the dodgeball players are the best from from the sport that we can take for our sport to be more uh, strength our our dodgeball team. Hmm. So I just had to look this up. So um, Ponteria, it's it's Spanish, obviously, but it's it's uh, it's a language that's quite distinct for Argentina. Um, whenever you speak Spanish, obviously to different people, you can always tell kind of where they're from based on what they say, and it's more or less uh, it, what it means in English is accuracy. So accuracy. if you can hit, 
Yeah, yeah. So I kind of I was like looking at him, like I I know a little Spanish, but I, I don't know what he's I know what he's saying, but it doesn't translate because I I'm Mex- I just want to give everyone a little little tidbit. I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican, and there, when you speak Spanish to two different sides of my family, it's completely different. It's it's almost like some of the most of the words are similar, but there's a threshold where it becomes like this word means one thing versus the same word meaning another. So, um, but uh, punteria pretty much means accuracy. He's trying to say um, they don't have enough. Um, they're so programmed a certain way to throw an open space rather than an open target. And it's, he's referring to that in handball. So I kind of want to just break that uh, barrier for anyone who's curious. Um, that's what he means. Uh, but yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Um, I know here we had a, a few handball clubs as well, some players who played both. So I can I can honestly say that the parallels um, for dodgeball are a lot more common than people think. I know the team in Austria um, who play cloth. They they are predominantly handball players. So it, it can it can translate to success if you if you put in the time, for sure. Austria, Austria, Austria have a really good team in handball. It's not, it's not Argentina and Argentina and have really, really better and better and better. And I love the Argentina national team. And I watch all the games from the World Championship. And we are really, really better and better and better all the years. And they put all the heart in the in the field when they play. But yes, Austria have a really, really good team. In handball, yes. That is why I think that Austria have a good national dodgeball team too in club. <laughs> and that's something I wanted to ask uh, next. Um, you said you wanted to coach the cloth side as well, so you're already having a lot of uh, demands on your plate. Have you played cloth? Have you seen the cloth game before? And what do you think of it? I only watched cloth, and I only played like a few in begins 2017, but only watch. Uh, and I have to talk with a, with the Austria girl that can speak Spanish. And <laughs> she's really, really great. And she helped me, she helped me a lot with a, with a lot of rules, um, with a lot of things. And, and yes, uh, we want to put cloth in, in Argentina too because, uh, because we, we want to play with all. And we want to compete in all, and we want to do more open opportunities for all the people here in, in our country to play and to represent our, our country in, in, a, in a championship. And we want to play good. We don't want to be a, a bad team. We want to, to train a lot. We want to, to put our flag in the most high that we can, we can, we can do. So... Yeah, I really want to, to start with Clough. Uh, we will start to Clough in October, in 12th of October, more, more or less. We start mm. to all, all the year Clough, oh, the last of the year, or not? October, <laughs> November, December, yeah. Clough. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the last of the year Clough, yes. <laughs> uh, you said uh, there was a, a woman from Austria who spoke Spanish. Um, what was her name? Yeah, I, I know that you will be asking for the name. I don't remember. I have I have the, the WhatsApp for the girl. If you if you can wait me, I can. <laughs> I mean, but I don't want I don't, her, I don't want her number. I just want to know what her name was. <laughs> so if it's yeah, on no, her... no. But I don't remember the name. So that is why I had to I had to, to to watch to to look from the WhatsApp the name because I don't remember the name. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? She was really, she, she was really, really great, and and yes, and she she helped me. She helped me a lot. So if Argentina play club, uh, a lot of uh, it thanks for her a lot of not not one hundred percent, but a lot of that we if we play. Shadina Clough is for her because she can help me a lot with the rules and with a lot of things. Um, some guy start to we when when we was in 2019 
en Canadá, en, perdón, en México, como I have, uh, I have with Canada, <risa> with México, uh, we, I met a guy from, from Great Britain that I don't remember the name, but I have an Instagram, but I don't remember the name, from, from the national team from Great Britain, um, from Gales, um, with the glasses, that he, he played really, really good, the, the words in, in form, and mm. he started to, to tell me a lot of about cloth because I really want to, in, in that year, I really want to to start to, to play in cloth in our country too. Um, I have a lot of questions about the, the, the other ball and the other rules, and I speak uh, with, with him, and he started to, to teach me a lot. And when I was, when I watched the game in words from an exhibition for cloth that they do, I I understand a lot, but I have a lot of questions too. That is why I had to talk and had to this conversation with the, this Austria girl because uh, I have a lot of questions, but then she can answer me answer me all. So I think we, we are really really good in the club. We yeah. I think that we will have a really really good national team in men. In club, but a really, really good national uh, team of men in club. Yeah, I believe in that. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I definitely look forward to it. Um, <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about, only because I've. I'm not gonna let this go. I'm trying to figure out who she is. I'll figure it out. But because um, like I, I speak with a lot of players all over the world, and I'm thinking I know maybe two or three in Europe that speak Spanish, so I might know who you're talking about. Uh, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> so uh, obviously, we're all looking forward to playing in the future. You've shared with us a lot about your story, a lot about the history of dodgeball in Argentina, the dream of an American Cup. Um, but now I want to ask you something. Uh, it's going to be a little hard hitting, and it's called a legacy question. So I want to ask you, uh, Nico, uh, how would you like to be remembered uh, once you play your final game or coach your final game? How would you like to be remembered in dodgeball? What? What? Again? 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 Oh, how would you like to be remembered in dodgeball? Like after uh, you're done. I've, like in a few years, how 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 I want to that the people remember me? Yeah, your legacy. Uh, yeah, my legacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really, really difficult. Uh, more in English and to answer in English. Um, well, okay. How about this? Um, try your I best. Want to, I want to answer. I want to answer that question because it's it's perfect. Yeah. So, give me a few seconds. Yeah, no, that's fine. I was going to say, try to answer it in English or, or say it in Spanish, and I can translate. Thank you. Thank you so much. But I will try, I will try to do all, all in English. I'm sorry for all the people for the war, and thank you for the patience for my bad English. Um, yeah, it's difficult. For, for example, I, I really want to, the people uh, remember me like for the first coach for, for, for Argentina, for, for South America, that changed the, in, in my country, changed the looks, how the people from my country watch uh, this sport. Because they, yet today, they they watch dodgeball like, like the game from the school. I want to, they watch dodgeball like the sport, like a sport like, like handball, like football, like volley, like, like the other sports, that that, that importance. And I want to, the other legacy, like be more like, like Marcelo Gallardo in soccer, in mm. Oma, or Carlos Bianchi, like, like soccer, like be, uh, I really want to, to win uh, or America Cup or awards or, or something like that in the, in the one of the two balls. Um, I want to be remembered for, for the guy that started in 2018, uh, knows nothing, like Sean, like Sean Snow, and mm -hmm. finish 
like I don't know, like the final of 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 Game of Thrones. I don't like it, but finish uh, <laughs> good. Like uh, yeah, like like that. Like like I don't know that the people that change the sport in my country and South America. Um, they do a yeah a very big change in the sport in, in in the world that is something like that it's a big dream you know <laughs> but yeah i dream with that i dream like be like the scholar from dodgeball you know like a lot of time a lot of years and change a lot of things and win big things with with this t-shirt but like coach um and do a lot of uh, do a lot of change from from the sport in my country and with the world and start to create it too uh, in spanish like uh, like manuals like uh, guias like uh, i don't know like papers like uh, information from dosho because if when i start to, to coach I don't have nothing in Spanish, you know, I don't have a uh, bibliography, so something that I can uh, search in internet or search in, in books. So I want to create most information from dodgeball, from teach dodgeball, from coach dodgeball, from something like that. And I really want to have a, because I, I think that this is a sport that uh, uh, be the sport more maybe like family, you know? So I really want to have a good relationship with the other coaches from the other countries too. Um, I I really uh, a social people. I am a social people. Uh, I like to speak a lot. Uh, I try to, to speak in English, but it's difficult, but I'll try. <laughs> and, I really want to have a, a good relationship and friendships with the other coaches for the other countries. Um, sh uh, shake, shake, share, share, share the, the culture, my culture, share. And the culture. share. Thank you. My presentation is mm -hmm. bad. Um, and yes, and uh, we can speak a lot from a legacy, but I think I think that that is like a the the small. Uh, history that I want for my legacy want to be like I want to have a real, real change from the sport in my country in, in my continent and in the world I really want to want uh, something big things with, with this t-shirt like coach uh, and I really want to, to connect all the world with the sport and I really want to have to good relationships with the coach of other countries and with the players with other countries uh, that I think that that is the most beautiful for this uh, sport, the relationships, the friendships, uh, the view of other countries. Uh, that is, I think, the the connect uh, that have this sport. I think that is the best. So I really, really want that legacy. Um, <clears throat> so I want to take good, my. You are a good. You are a good. Uh, Interview man, I don't know the word in English. But <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll What's go a really good that. question, man? What's a really good question? That you 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 move all my body with the question. So that was a really good question. Thanks, thanks for do that. For do that. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, so I kind of want to go over your answer, and again. Um, I want to explain to the people, uh, listeners, he, he says that his English is bad. Um, it's really not. Maybe the grammar is a bit off, but I know what he's trying to say. So I'm going to do my best to uh, construct it in the more grammatical sense where it makes sense to everyone. But I think everyone understands what you're trying to say. Um, you're, he's definitely, uh, he wants to be a pioneer for Argentina. Uh, he wants to create a catalog or a manual in Spanish um, so that it can be easily uh, translated and taught in schools and all over South America. Uh, he's already established relationships abroad, just like I have, um, with European-based players on the cloth side and 
other players on the foam side. So on that end, people are going to know who he is. By the end of this episode, you'll know who Nico is. Um, he's not only just the coach for the men's and women's cloth team and foam team um, in a growing, growing culture, uh, a growing program in Argentina, despite the financial hardships. But he's also a great man, a great ambassador that people should know. And he was one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to him. Um, and just because he was the first South American guest I had, uh, that was also a bonus. I also wanted to extend this podcast further out there. So with Nico being the first guest, um, that's an honor that I'm going to share. And it's an honor that you know, he, says I'm a, he says he says I'm a great interviewer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've been doing this for <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you made me tra- lose my train of thought. Um, but I want to say from the bottom of my heart, uh, Nico LaRosa, thank you so much. Your legacy is cemented. By the time people hear your story, I promise you Argentina and South America as a whole is going to grow. So hang your head high and uh, just know you wear that shirt proudly. And people don't, don't, don't see this. Um, he actually has his camera on. So I can see he's wearing the uh, dodgeball Argentina shirt. Um, <laughs> he's wearing it proudly, and uh, he's it's a true uh, a true pioneer for them. And it's an honor to share his story and immortalize it. So now everyone knows who he is. And uh, if you want to reach out to him in Buenos Aires, uh, go for it. <laughs> yes, and our our social medias that maybe I think that you you told me uh, is dodgeball Buenos Aires in Instagram is Facebook. So we can go to Argentina, send the message from Dodgeball, and me or, or my Instagram is Nico, Nico in Bajo Sabelita or something like that. You can send me a message or something like that. And we we have the open doors for the people from our country that want to play Dodgeball. We have one people from Canada and from people from uh, one girl from England that they come here to, to vacation for Argentina and play Dodgeball with us in 2019 and in 20, uh, no, 2019. So yes, all the people have the open, have the open door here to, <laughs> to play with us Dodgeball. Um, who is it from Canada and who is it from uh, England that you said? You remember their name? I, I remember the name. The England, I remember the name. Frankie. What's her name? Frankie. Which one? Frankie. Frankie? Yes. Frankie. Okay, who's who's from Canada? I don't remember. It was not for the national team. It was not for the national team. No, it was. You'd be surprised yeah. how much people I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, uh, for England it was Frankie, that she she helped to us to for the balls with the club ball, and hmm. she was a really really good player here. Um, but she w- are helping help us with the balls, with the club balls to, to put here in Argentina. Frankie, that from her, I remember the name. For the other, I sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> All right. So um, before we wrap this up, um, is there anyone you want to like shout out or say thanks to? Or if I want to say, say thanks for, for the people. Yeah, is there anyone you want to thank? Uh, I want to say thanks from um, from well, for my president, that Diego Bertola, that he he worked a lot, a lot, a lot for for that country, for that sport, and uh, the mm-hmm. vice president Norberto Tabela, that was the captain in in 20, 2018. Uh, for the, all the people from Argentina that play for the. Ex for the national team from women and men from my country, um, for all the people for for all play dodgeball in all the world, the national teams and from uh, from the organization, the, all the people that be uh, like in the shadows but work a lot for for this sport and uh, with a lot of uh, love for this sport and with a lot of heart and with a lot of your body and with a lot of energy to put this sport to, to grow up and be better and better and better all the day like you like me like like all the people so i want to thanks a lot 
for the people for all the world that do that this sport be more biggest and be more like a family. Beautifully said. Um, <laughs> and uh, with that, we will wrap up. Okay, now is my interview with Nico. Uh, Nico, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing with us the story in Argentina, uh, your story and the growth of Ar uh, Argentina dodgeball as a whole, as well as the idea of a uh, Copa America. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. I'm sure as the world will be. Um, this man is a pioneer, and I wanted to immortalize his story uh, personally, uh, because of financial hardships that they deal with in Argentina, um, he's making it happen. And it, it's, it's that will and that drive that I wanted to encapsulate in, in an episode. You know, the honor is truly mine. And, you know, language barriers aside, his English is very easily to understand and put together. And it just goes to show you this, this sport is a bridge, the sport is a community. And he's going to be connected with a lot of more people um, going forward. And mark my words, <laughs> Argentina and South America as a whole will grow from this, you know, barring any COVID restrictions. Uh, but uh, with that being said, um, I want to say thank you to Dodgeball Argentina uh, for making Nico available. And thank you for listening. So if you've listened up until this point, thank you so much and have a wonderful day.